Voyage. Hey everyone, Robert and Jack here from Seven Land Productions. Hey guys, how's it going? We're here to introduce the next episode of the Fever Dreams podcast called Murder at Rock Creek. This is a thriller about a brutal crime in a small southern town where everyone knows everyone and the rumors fly. Enjoy. I always wanted to be sheriff. If I'd have known what would have happened as soon as I got to be one, and who might get hurt because of it, I might have thought twice. My father used to say, being sheriff in Tuscumbia is like being a tour guide on the moon. Sorry I can't stay. No, I appreciate the help. Luke, your mother's strong. She'll come out the other side. I hope so. If you want to stay over any time, the couch is all yours. Thanks. Luke's a good kid. His father passed suddenly when he was little. His mother hit the bottle, tried to follow her husband to the grave, got pretty close until we got her into rehab. This is her third stint. Vera and I have been friends since grade school. So when life got too much for her, my husband and I helped raise her son. A year ago, Greg and I took Luke to get his driver's license. He didn't think he'd pass the written, but I quizzed him in the car beforehand. When he passed, that smile. And when he broke his arm a few years back, it was Greg and me that took him to the doctor. Luke's mom, she loves him, but she just hasn't been capable of being there for him all the time. So we filled in the gaps. For as long as I can remember, Daddy used to say, Vera, your family. That stuck with me. Doesn't matter that we don't share blood or that our skin's a different color. Family is family. Oh, hey, was that Luke? Maybe you can help me unload the van. No, he's heading up the Long Pine. Gonna be hard on both of them. Everyone's got their cross to bear. This hasn't exactly been an easy month for you. I know. I miss him too, Gab. Greg, stand tall. You got a beautiful woman on your arm. Greg, let me show you how to cast a damn fly rod. (laughs) (laughs) He did the same to my brother. He was easier on his daughter. Ha! You didn't work with him. I'll get the cooler. Where's that husband of yours off to? He's coming back. Most likely. You doing okay? Doing my best. And your father and I, we had our differences over the years. He called you a snake. I appreciate what he meant to this town. Thank you, Mayor. You've been a deputy for 20 years now, right? I'm making you interim sheriff. If things go well, we'll make it permanent. Hey! I'll leave you girls to talk him. I'll get that grill going. Mayor Thomas, thank you for the opportunity. You bet. I knew he did this because it was good for him politically. He may be mayor around here, but my father was king. So where do you want the slaw? Over there, 
where's Pritchett? Uh, running late. Apparently the catfish need him more than we do. <laughs> no. I love that he takes Billy out every Sunday. Oh, I'm sure they'll be here soon. That was fun, right? <laughs> You're happy anytime there's barbecue. <laughs> Too bad Pritchett and Billy never made it. I guess the catfish weren't biting. Deputy Sol- uh, Sheriff Sullivan. We got two bodies at Rock Creek. Rock Creek. I spent every summer of my childhood here. Crawfish, catfish. I'd catch anything that crawled or swam. In the dark, I saw Deputy Simon over by the boat slip. As I walked towards him, my flashlight cut slivers through the night, lighting patches of the crime scene. I saw something in the mud, white, shaped like a cigarette. See this, Deputy? Sorry I missed that. I put the joint into a bag and continued surveilling the scene. These tracks, side by side, one of those big pickups with six tires, and those footprints, streaks and gouges in the mud. Signs of struggle. Let's try and get a clean impression. Look at you, Sheriff. Listen, Simon, it was as big a surprise to me as it was to you. It, it could have gone either way. Uh, not really, because you're a Sullivan and I'm not. He was right, and we both knew it. I hope this won't be a problem. No, not at all, boss. Eager to move on, I shined my light on the first body. I had a sinking feeling when I got here, but I didn't want to believe it until I saw it. A slash across the man's neck opened his carotid artery. He was bathed in his own blood. Face was frozen in horror. A face I knew well. No! Gabby, you need me to do this? No. I forced myself to take another look. Be professional. Easier said than done. I was maid of honor at his wedding. And his son, Billy, lying in the leaves and mud, eyes closed like he was asleep. I left his t-shirt red sopping wet to see the knife wound in his back. He was trying to run away. I felt his neck through a pulse, but nothing. I saw him the day he was born, and now... Victims are a male, 45, and his 12-year-old son. Both suffered lacerations, which caused... Oh, hey, Gab. Did we have a plan tonight? Um, no. Well, don't just stand there getting bit by mosquitoes. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> the boys still haven't come back. Probably out having a bite. Pritch must have lost his phone. It's not like him not to call. Actually, um, that, that, that's why I'm here. Oh? I'm Paula. Please. Sit down. 
So I just got off with Jeff County Sheriff's. Someone robbed a bank in Jackson and took off in this. Simon showed me a picture of a pickup on his phone. I didn't need to run the plates to know who it belonged to. That's Pritchett's truck. Thank you all for coming. This morning, the First National Bank of Jackson was robbed by a lone gunman. We have reason to believe that the perpetrator is the one who murdered Pritchett Borden and his son Billy last night at Rock Creek. He then used the Borden's vehicle during the commission of the crime. So given the federal nature of the offense, the FBI is taking the lead on the investigation. What the hell? Mayor Thomas decided to spring this on me. Too chicken shit to say it to my face. I give you all Agent Jack Kelly. I'm sure we're in good hands. I appreciate that, Mr. Mayor. The Bureau will follow leads concerning the robbery, while the interim sheriff's office will investigate the murders. Uh, Sheriff? Thank you, Agent. Um, Pritchett Borden was a friend of my husband's and me. His son Billy has played soccer and baseball with my son since they were five. His mother and I go back a lot longer than that. And now she's home alone, wondering how she's gonna live another day. Because someone valued a truck over the lives of two people. We will find out who did this and hold them to account. Keep it together, Gabby. Keep it together. We will keep the public informed of our progress. If anybody has relevant information, please contact the sheriff's office. I got out of there before falling to pieces in front of everyone. Gabby, Sheriff Sullivan. Sir, this opportunistic windbag was just about the last person I wanted to talk to. You must feel sandbagged, and I'm real sorry about that. This is my best friend's husband and child. All the more reason to let the boys in the suits take over. Besides, it's an awful lot on day one for you. I won't be sidelined. No, you're riding shotgun. Interim Sheriff Sullivan? Just Sheriff Sullivan, if you don't mind. We all know it's temporary. Special Agent Jack Kelly wore an off-the-rack suit like it was made just for him. His loafers were from Italy, sunglasses from France. He struck me as the kind of guy who thinks his shit don't stink. That explains his cologne. He was gonna be trouble. I'm gonna be leaning on you and your department for help. We'll give you all we've got. Why don't you all set up in the conference room? A young woman, flustered, marches into my little bullpen. She wore matching cheer squad sweats and too much makeup. Holding on a high school, but trying to look 25. Excuse me? I, I think I know who killed that man and his boy. We graduated Central Valley together. I heard him brag about going to the bank and shaking the doors till the alarm went off. Said he'd timed how long it'd take for the police to get there. Well, what's his name? Luke Ballantyne. Uh, uh, excuse me? If she'd said the Pope, I would've been less surprised. I said... I heard you, it's just... He was at a picnic when this all happened. He left before it started. That little boy and his father didn't deserve what they got. No, they sure didn't. Thank you for coming in. Hey, 
Why are you letting her leave so fast? Sounded like a good lead. The boy she fingered, I know him well. I, I, I practically helped raise him. He's a straight arrow. Does he have a record? He got into trouble once. Made a dumb mistake, but he paid for it. What kind of trouble? It was juvie, and it's sealed. What kind of trouble? He took a car for a joyride. <laughs> straight arrow, huh? I was waiting for the lab to tell me something about that footprint. I had no idea Jack tracked Luke down or how he did it. What are you doing under the bleachers, Luke? Nothing. Who the hell are you? It smells like weed. Hey, come back here. Simon, any word back on our footprint? Nope. Uh, give a call, would you? See what's the holdup? I'm sure we're not the only murderer in Missouri. Yeah, well, I'd appreciate it, deputy. Gabby! Luke, what the... Jack, I never said to bring him in. I wanted to ask him a few questions. He went jackrabbit on me. Evasion of a federal officer. Uh, that's one point against him. I'm sure he was scared. And high. Look what I found on him. Luke? It's just an eighth. Come on, that shit's legal in half the states. Not this state, pal. Unless you have a prescription. And even then, you can't be doing it on school grounds. Sheriff, either you question him, or I will. Show Luke to the interview room. Uh, I'll be there in a minute. What's going on? You and me are going to have a talk, and you'll be on your way. You, in my office. I know you'd like nothing better than to wrap this all up in a bow and put another notch in your belt. But I'm not going to let you do that at the expense of this kid. Is that what you think I'm about? I think you're stuck in some regional office with your $400 watch you want closer to the action. <laughs> this case is a stepping stone. You still got that joint from the crime scene? Of course. Let's see it. And while you're at it, get me a magnifying glass, please. I know exactly where he's going. We hold up the little green buds from the joint against the light. See those purple hairs with crystals of THC? Now look at the herb I found on Luke. They match. I spent two years at Quantico and on the job for 18. I don't know how many homicide cases you catch out here in Tuscumbia, but I know a thing or two. Gabby, what's going on? Sunday night, after you left the picnic, you went to the rehab center to see your mom. Did you sign in when you got there? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't end up going. There goes his alibi shit. I was planning to, but I just couldn't. You don't know what it's like for me to see her like that. She's getting better, Luke. So where did you go? Why? Well, if someone could vouch for your whereabouts, it'd be helpful. Helpful? For what? You heard what happened to Pritchett and Billy Bort? Yeah. It's messed up. Billy was all right. And his dad seemed nice. Well, whoever did it robbed a bank the next day using their truck. So what's this got to do with me? They don't think it was... Gabby! It wasn't me! I know it wasn't, which is why we... You have to prove you were somewhere else at the time, that's all. So, where were you? I was walking the train tracks, clearing my head. Was anyone with you? No. What's what's gonna happen?
happened to me? Nothing, Luke. I won't let it. But you have to level with me when I ask you questions, understand? Yes. What kind of sneakers are those? What? Your sneakers. Um, uh, Air XRs. What size? Eleven. Why? Don't worry about it. Where'd you get the weed? I don't know. Do, do I have to? It's the only way I can help you. Dude named Ricky Sledge. Ricky Sledge. What can you tell me about him? He graduated Central a few years before me. Captain of the football team. All-county running back. State was looking at him hard. Till he blew out a knee at the end of the season. Scholarship gone. So he turns to slinging dope. <laughs> Gabby, you gotta get with the times. Do you know a Michelle White? <sighs> yeah, I know her. What does that mean? We had a thing for a minute or two. Then we had a little scare. Pregnancy? Mm-hmm. It all worked out. No harm, no foul. She might see it differently. Why are you asking me about Michelle? Just sit tight. I'll have you home by dinner. Jack heard the entire conversation. We should run down Luke's dealer, see who his other customers are. It's a waste of time. You heard the witness. Who neglected to mention that she and Luke were a thing. Thanks, Vernon. Appreciate it. Lab came back with an ID on our footprint. Size 11 Air XRs. Son of a bitch. Sure. You okay? I'm sorry, Luke. Arresting him was the last thing I wanted to do. But I had no choice. Naturally, Jack couldn't wait to tell the press. We've apprehended a young man we believe committed these heinous crimes. I couldn't just sit there. We have a person of interest, but he has not been charged yet. With all due respect, Interim Sheriff, this isn't your case. My office will be coordinating with the district attorney about bringing charges. I head out of the room. Gabby, wait up. This ain't right what he's doing. Now, he's solving the worst crime this town's ever seen, but what the hell are you doing? Same. No. You're making us all look like country bumpkins who don't know when to keep our mouths shut. Looks not guilty. Well, he sure looks it to me. What do you mean, he looks it? <sighs> I never said anything about that. Ugh, you didn't have to. Oh, I suppose Agent Kelly is a racist, too? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, maybe in my haste to honor your daddy, I made a mistake. What do you say? Straighten up and fly right. Or I'll find someone else to take his place. I've never wanted to punch someone in the face so badly in my life. Deputy Simon dug up an address for Ricky Sledge and a picture of him from his glory days. He has a look on his face like he's about to inherit the world. Little did he know. So, Simon and I went to pay him a visit. The trailer park's been on the north edge of the town my whole life. It was never nice, but it once passed for decent. 
the sun leached out whatever color existed on the RVs long ago. None of these trailers could drive out of here if the world depended on it. The few that still had tires were prisoners of the weeds, as if slowly being pulled into the ground. Man, these places are depressing. It reminds me of my childhood. Sorry, boss, I, I didn't mean to. I think this is the one. Hello? Anyone home? Ricky Sledge? Uh, looks like no one's home. There's food on a plate, but it looks old. Call the county. We'll find out if there's any other address associated with Ricky or his family. I'm just asking for a little time before you bring up charges. Calling the district attorney is the only move I have left. I asked him to give me 48 hours. He wouldn't have it. A boy's life is at stake. Well, if you don't care, then come fall, I'll make sure your voters do. In retrospect, threatening the DA wasn't my best idea. What do you think you're doing? My job. No, at this point, your job is to stay away from this case. I don't work for you. You work for me. At least, you did. I'm sorry, but ranting at the district attorney is not part of the job description. I wasn't ranting. I was standing up for a human being. You're not objective. You can't be. You should know better. I'm suspending you till further notice. Hand in your badge and gun to Deputy Simon. He'll take over until I can find a permanent replacement. Greg? Oh, hey. Where's Max? He went to bed. But it, it, it's barely dinner time. Well, there's nothing in the fridge. Honey, is he sick? He got into a fight at school today. Max? Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go see him. Wait, wait, just let him sleep. Well, what happened? Two older boys said something ugly about Luke, and even uglier about you. What'd they say? Max says he got one of them in the nose, but the bigger one got him in the eye. Greg, what did they say to Max? Does it matter? It does to me. It was racist and lewd. All you need to know is your work is becoming bad for our son. About that, my work... Oh, shit, Gabby. It's just a suspension. An indefinite suspension. God damn it. Well, at least I have time to focus on Luke's case. I don't think that's the lesson here, honey. He's going to be arraigned and then remanded into federal custody. Exactly. It's out of your hands. No, we need to hire a lawyer. With what money? Dad's house. I'll I'll borrow against it. We decided that's for Max's college. In half a dozen years, Luke will be on death room by then. Okay, okay. If not the house, um, maybe we can do with one car. I bet we could get ten grand for mine. That should be enough for retail. Stop. Just, God, just stop. I don't give up on family. He's not. I'm your family. Max is your family. My mother is your family. Luke is someone we've been very good to, but he's not going to drag us down with him. I've got to be there for him. Okay. 
It's time to decide who you're going to be there for. Or one day, they won't be there. He might as well have punched me in the gut. I, I, I could barely breathe. I can't tend to my son, so I went grocery shopping. Paula was there. Gabby! What are you doing here so late? Oh, I can't sleep. And I'm about to have a house full of people. Oh, the funeral, of course. Sorry, I should be helping. Oh, it's okay. You've got your hands full. You and Greg did your best to help Luke. But with poor Vera the way she's been, bless her heart, something bad was bound to happen. Though I never imagined this. I just want you to know. I don't blame you. Thank you, but... Uh, I'm just happy the FBI's on the case. There's no proof Luke is guilty. Don't do this, Gab. I know you want justice and you need closure, but putting an innocent boy to death will give you neither. That boy destroyed my life. No, he didn't. How do you know? I, uh, that's what I believe. You're dead wrong. What does it cost us to wait and see? What does it cost? Ah! You have no idea. My cheek stung. My heart hurt more. I never expected her to hit me. We've been best friends since third grade. We were each other's bridesmaid. I, I, I didn't know what to say. It's illegal to strike a police officer. Well, from what I hear, I'm in the clear. Word travels fast in Tuscumbia. Sheriff Sullivan, uh, Gabby Sullivan. Hey, uh, it's me. I... I know you're not on duty, but I got another address for Ricky Sledge. His uncle's barn, just outside of town. Making a call in my street clothes, in my beat-up car. No badge, no gun, just a flashlight. What would my father have said about this? Then again, I, I was only doing recon. dirt road wasn't lit. The property was nearly pitch black. My headlights blasted the ancient rotting planks of an old barn. I looked through the barn doors, but couldn't make out much. I shined my light inside, saw about a half a dozen empty beer bottles scattered on the dirt floor. Then, I saw a red pickup truck with double-wide rear tires. I checked the license plates against the shot of Pritchett's truck on my phone. What are you doing? I recognized Ricky Sledge from the picture I pulled at the station. In just a few short years, he'd come a long way from football hero. A long way in the wrong direction. You're that sheriff lady. Got her ass fired. No, I'm just a citizen. 
That's a nice truck. Where'd you get it? Why? You want to buy it from me? If the price is right. <laughs> you ain't here to buy no truck. I see a flash of steel. His switchblade. I ducked. Struck his arm with my flashlight. He dropped the switchblade. Bitch! Kicked me in the chest. Sent me flying. I hit the ground. The flashlight rolled away, sending us back into darkness. All of them. He kicked me in the ribs. Again and again. I could feel the air go out of my chest. Where's the goddamn knife? Thank God he couldn't find it. But he didn't need it. I felt his hands clamp around my neck. Shouldn't have come here, lady. I groped in the dark for something. Anything. I smashed one of those discarded bottles across his head. Ricky's hands released my neck, and I heard him hit the floor. I couldn't see him in the dark, but my hands found his legs. I worked my way up his body. He was semi-conscious as I straddled him. I could barely muster the words. You're under arrest. Screw you. He bucked me off him, and in a second he was on top of me. His knees pinned my right arm to the floor, and once again his hands were a vice grip on my neck. This time he wasn't going to let me go. I couldn't breathe. A million thoughts raced through my mind as I tried to remain conscious. Greg. Max. They'll go on without me. They won't have a choice. I managed to free my arm from his knee. I still had the remnants of that now-broken bottle in my hand, and I jammed it into the side of his neck. He fell on top of me. We were a tangle of bodies, and I wouldn't let him go. I pushed the jagged glass deeper, even as the bottle cut into my palm. I could feel the warm flow of his blood. Soon, his body went limp. pushed him off me and reached for my phone with my uninjured hand. Am I get a signal way out here? One bar, shit. Maybe one would be enough. No dial tone, goddammit. I dragged myself outside the barn. She's awake. Gabby, can you hear me? I, I, I tried to focus. I was lying down. There was Greg and flowers. Lots of flowers. Doc says you were lucky. No major tendons got cut. You're gonna be just fine, honey. Thanks for the flowers. <laughs> They're not all for me. I admired the biggest arrangement. An explosion of... Tulips, lilies, and yellow roses. Mayor Thomas sent that one. Greg shows me the card that came with it. I was an ass. I'm sure the permanent sheriff will forgive me. <laughs> Prick. Oh, and uh, that FBI agent, Kelly? He left you this. 
Craig handed me a letter-sized envelope, but it was heavy. Like it was filled with pennies. I opened it to find a watch. Jack's $400 watch. <laughs> the church was standing room only. All of Tuscumbia was here for Pritchett and Billy and Paula. Just thinking about leaving my husband and son hurt me more than Ricky Sledge ever could. But Craig sat on one side of me and our boy Max sat on the other. I was lucky and I knew it. Luke walked down the aisle looking for a place to sit. It took guts to show up here. He did his best to ignore the stairs, but to some, no matter what, he'll always be guilty. Luke, over here. Saved you a seat. You saved a lot more than that. <laughs> I don't know how to thank you. Oh, you just keep being there for your mama. That's all I ask. I may just be a tour guide on the moon, but Without me, some folks would get lost. Hey everyone, Robert and Jack here. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Fever Dreams, Murder at Rock Creek. But we have more stuff coming out, so make sure you subscribe to this feed. In fact, the next episode that's coming out is called what, Jack? The Portal. And you are going to hear a very recognizable voice if you're one of our seven lambs. Uh, one of our Lamely. Yep. So check it out because I got the unique opportunity to play the lead in The Portal. It is a sci-fi mystery thriller. So I think you guys are really, really going to dig it. And that's the next episode and there's plenty more on the way. So make sure you guys subscribe. Have a great day. Bye. Fever Dreams, a pulp collection, is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, Dan Benamore, and Adam Prince in association with Robert Lamb and Jack Austin of Seven Lamb Productions. This episode, Murder at Rock Creek, is based on Beth Cleveland's screenplay, Murder at Cane Creek. This episode was adapted, directed, and produced by Adam Prince. Editing by Jackson McLennan. Original music by Darlis Gonzalez. Starring Polly Adams as Gabby. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening, and subscribe now for future episodes. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my God, Quantum! He could kill himself! Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no! But yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR.
Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.